0: Tell me a little bit about what the future looks like now.
1: That's a future so bright. I got to wear shades. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No. um, So I'm not really sure what the future looks like. Like I, um, you know, the business is going really well. Um, We're doing the projects we want to be doing. I think, you know, we're this year we'll try to figure out like what is the perfect project.
0: Welcome to the Founders Story Podcast, where we learn from entrepreneurs about their journey from their first inspiration to their first employee, and even the steps they took to become the powerhouses they are today. Welcome back, everyone, to another podcast episode. My name is Rick Porter. I am your host, and today I am joined by the founder of Ladybugs, Lisa Miller. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks
0: for having me here today. So bef- I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear this founder story. I've, 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 we've done some research on you. We got some ideas of, of different things that have gone on in your past, and it sounds fantastic. And you come highly recommended from someone that we work with as well. So I'm really excited to hear this story. So before we start from the beginning with the foundation, tell us first, what is it that Ladybugs does?
1: So Ladybugs is a digital agency and we really focus on mid-sized businesses that are cause and local based. So um, we focus on you know local manufacturers, local construction companies, and a lot of nonprofit and cause-based organizations or startup businesses. So that's kind of our vertical of who we target. and we do you know everything from branding to logos, video, photography, websites is our big thing, and then digital growth.
0: Perfect. Now, tell me the, about the name first, Ladybugs. <laughs> Where would we come up with this name?
1: <laughs> um, actually, I have a friend that worked at another agency, and he, when I told him I was going back out on my own again, and it was called Ladybugs, he's like, that's so 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually is. Um, I used to work for an agency. I'm actually an immigrant, so I came here from Canada to work for um, a startup agency in Portland, Maine. And when I was there... Um, there was another woman in the agency and her and I started doing uh, moonlighting on the side when we were at that agency. So we came up with the name Ladybugs because, you know, two women doing this um, side moonlighting thing. And I never dreamed that it would be following me for the next 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) In
0: my mind, I picture... You guys are driving like the VW Bugs with like lady, like it literally was, was a, a, a bunch of ladybugs. Was it really? Yeah. So I was close. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, so take us back. You, you, you kind of hinted at the found, you know, the, the founding of all of this. Take mm-hmm. us back. What year are we talking? When were you guys founded? Um,
1: so I, I bought the domain in like 1995. Okay. So. And you first did that? something with it when? In, in 1995. Oh, all right. Yep. All right. Um, so that's when we were just, you know, doing a, a few side gigs. Um, and then my agency got sold. Uh, so when the agency got sold, some of those clients came with me, okay. they came with me when I left. So, um, because the agency didn't take, you know, all of when they sold, they didn't give all the clients away. Some of them were too small. So I actually got some really amazing clients, um, from that. And one of them was like, it called Genzyme Transgenics. So okay. it was a division of Genzyme. So just having that one client, um, you know, really help to get other clients and then I, Got another client in Kennebunkport, Maine, which was um, a conglomerate of hotels. So I did all the hotel and restaurant websites. So hospitality was really big for me back then and tourism. Um, So they were called Hyos Hospitality. I'm not sure what they're called now, but they had the White Barn Inn, if you've ever heard of that. okay? Um, It's a Relay and Chateau. And so then I started getting other Relay and Chateau hotels. So, um, and this was all on the side. This was not, I had gone to CBS Interactive and that's where I was working full time. And I was doing ladybugs on the side. So, um, so you were busy. Um, yeah. And I didn't have kids back then. I was like 26, 27 years old, you know? And I mean, honestly, for that age at that time, I was like, I thought I was killing it. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, that was very interesting.
0: So, you know, we have a lot of, we've talked about this, uh, you know, our audience, we have a lot of, uh, young entrepreneurs, you know, even in, you know, people in, in college that are studying to be, um, business owners someday and entrepreneurs in the business world. Um, Tell us a little bit, what does that schedule look like? You're working full-time, you're doing this on nights and weekends. Mm-hmm. How many hours are you putting in? What does that look like?
1: Um, so, you know, I had so I had the regular job at CBS Interactive, and it was fun. I was a UI designer there for, like, a new business development team, so I would always come up with the concepts when they would pitch management over these, like, applications they'd want to do. Um, so that was kind of cool. So I did enjoy my job, but it wasn't, like, super intensive um, and we were, like, allowed to nap and stuff at work, so I took naps at lunch and, like, whatever. And then, you know, I would just moonlight a couple hours a night or, you know, sometimes on the weekends, I would just, like, work a full day. Um, so it wasn't too crazy. And even if I look back now, even if I had had kids, it still probably wouldn't have been too crazy um, just because I'm kind of a late-night person, a night owl, so I would do it at night. And it just really fulfilled me personally to do it. So if anything, it made me more energetic. Sure. Um, And I just think that, you know, when you're going to start a business, even if you're a college student or a 50-year-old, mom, whatever it is, you kind of have to start from somewhere. And it's always good to dabble a little bit first and kind of feel out the water and the tide. Um, Obviously, you know, I've learned a ton over the years. And like, it took me 25 years to learn where I am now. So I think that, you know, you have to test those waters, you have to make mistakes, you have to do a good job, you have to do a shitty job. And that's what you learn. You know, you have to learn how to deal with nice clients, you have to learn how to deal with difficult clients. And I think that just teaches you as an entrepreneur entrepreneur, how to fine tune and get your business to where it's going to be right for you. Yeah. So,
0: so let's, I think we're going to probably come across a lot of those challenges and 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 some of the mistakes that you've made potentially as Mm -hmm. we go through this so so let's let's start that founder story so we're 1995 you buy the domain (laughs) you're up and running you're going you're doing it on the side when did you make that transition from moonlighting to this is your full-time gig this is your agency now
1: yep so I had my first child and we lived in Charlestown we lived in right downtown Boston and like we had the city life I walked to work every day you know it was really awesome um but I was reverse commuting, driving my son to daycare. I had to drive him to like Medford or something to, and then I'd have to drive back in in traffic. And my whole goal was I didn't want to commute because I had lived in Toronto before and I spent like two hours each way on the road commuting. And so that was like my rule to my husband. I was like, I'm not commuting anywhere. So when I started doing the commuting with the daycare and then I got pregnant with my second child, um, I was like, I'm not commuting, and I don't know what I'm going to do when I have the second kid. So we ended up buying a house out in this area, in the Worcester area, in Bolton. And um, I asked my company, you know, can I work from home? So they basically said no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So so at least we know what, what the trigger was to go and start your, own, your full-time agency. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I figured out, you know, how much money I was making. Um, they did actually keep me on freelance for a couple of years. Um, even though they said no, I said, "Well, can I be like, t- you know, ten ninety nine or whatever?" Um, so they did let me do that for like a year. So that I had that, and then I had the side business. So um, maybe like a year, year and a half later, I ended up leaving there. Um, and you know, they really needed somebody, you know, to be there. Like sure. so, back in the day, you needed people to be there. So um, that just that's just how it worked out. I left on super amazing terms. Um, my boss there is now like I think he's the um what do you call like a ceo but of it or like, like a security CIO, or something chief like that officer. yeah or chief security officer okay. cso so that's what he is there now at cbs interactive so that's nice. pretty cool
0: very good so um you take the leap we go out on our own what did the what was that first year like for you
1: um, well, between breastfeeding and waking up in the middle of the night, it was pretty like non schedule I guess. <laughs> it was just like um, you know, like what a hamster wheel is like, that's what it was like. Yeah. Um I'd be like literally breastfeeding my son and working. I'm not kidding. So um the really great part about it was I didn't want to send my kids to full time daycare for lots of reasons. And so what it allowed me to do was be a mom at home and, Mm -hmm. you know, raise these kids by myself, because my husband traveled a ton. So I was basically on my own most of the time. So that just kind of got me used to that kind of work life integration, like my kids breastfeeding, I'm talking to a client. Um, And then like some of my clients, you know, some became like super needy and super demanding. And so that made me Start to rethink like the kind of clients I wanted to work with, what was important to me, what wasn't. So once I had my third child, I really scaled back a lot on my work. So, you know, so those first few years I was working full time, making a full time salary. But then I stepped back for quite a few years because I ended up having four chitlins. (laughs) So um, I couldn't breastfeed like all four and be on client calls. So I still did work part-time. I kept like my really awesome key clients. I worked on like a lot of development projects, which I really used to enjoy. I don't enjoy that now. Um, so I would work on like big projects rather than trying to have a whole bunch of clients. Um, and then um, over time, I ended up um, going to um, a golf resort called The International. Okay. It recently actually got sold to um, a golf company out of Florida. Um, so I went in there and was like their fractional CMO for a couple years and i got to do a lot of fun stuff there and then i just realized like this is what i want to do back sure. again so um so when i left there as fractional cmo um because i had other clients when i was doing that um i'm like okay i'm going to take this model of what i just did here and apply this to some clients and go after some of these clients in the wedding and hospitality um area and that just kept growing i guess and I was able to get help with my, you know, having my kids, and by you know five years or th- not even maybe three years from there, I had a full blown, you know, six figure agency where I was, you know, making great money and and having great clients and just having a fun time and had a couple employees and so that's that's how I got there.
0: Perfect. And what year are we right around now?
1: Um. Well, that wasn't that long ago, so maybe like two thousand like fifteen. Okay. When so- I. Started doing really, really well, 14. Basically what happened around 2012, I started like doubling my income every year. So it was just me then. So it was just me. Actually, I had a developer. His name's Ponkotch, He's still with me. Um, And he was the one that I worked on all those bigger development projects with too. But so it was him and I, and we were just like building out WordPress websites and doing SEO for um, a lot of local companies. You know, there's like wedding venues I worked with where, you know, I doubled their um, wedding bookings for a year. I did that even when you're at the international. We doubled our um, wedding uh, bookings for that year. So I don't know when you do that and you see those kind of results, you're just like you just want to keep doing that for people. Sure. Um, so and then in 2015, when we were going really well, I decided to um, create a co-working space in Hudson. So. We had that for a couple of years doing that, and I merged with another agency and was there for four years. So
0: nice, nice. And so you were there for four years, mm-hmm. which brings us up into roughly present day, 2019, yeah. 20, mm-hmm. you, you, you launch, we'll call it ladybugs 2.0. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so tell
0: me about that. What, so what made you the decision to, to relaunch ladybugs 2.0?
1: Yeah. Well, it was COVID Okay, <laughs> and I had my kids home full time and, um, I really missed, um, you know, with everybody being remote, I really missed that team, you know, working together and being in person. Um, so I just decided that it was kind of time for me to go back out on my own and try to figure out my why and what I really wanted to be doing with my life. Um, and so I had no plan actually to, 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 Really know what I was going to do, but I took some time and did some self-reflection. I spent some time with my kids over the summer. And, um, so I just started to dabble in freelance again, just to kind of get my feet wet, make some money, you know, and just kind of take it easy. But it kind of turned into this like, um, rocket ship that I couldn't stop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if we can, I want to talk about your why. So you said you took some time to, to, to find out your why. Did you do that prior to launching Ladybugs 2.0. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. okay. so I you really put some thought into it, and you decided, when I go back, I know why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. which will help me find, the like you mentioned, the right clients, the people you it want to It wasn't even with. the
1: agency that I – What the why wasn't really about the agency. The why was really more about what I wanted to do with my life yeah. and how that transpired or how that was presented to me. I didn't really know at the time. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. Um, but I did have this dream in my head of this agency that I wanted to build, but I just honestly didn't know if I could do it again.
0: <laughs> Would, do you mind sharing that that dream of what that agency looks like?
1: Yeah. So basically, um, you know, I really wanted to build an agency where um, we were doing work that could really, really help people. Um, so I wanted to give more people, like, access to those high level agency services that they don't really get access to because they can't afford like a downtown Boston agency or a New York City based agency. So I want to be able to create like that quality of work um, for like mid-sized clients. Almost the clients we have are around, you know, they're either just under 10 million or 10 to 20 million in revenue. I mean, some are in and outside of that. Um, But I also wanted to pick and choose the clients that I wanted to work with. So if I get a client that has a 10K budget for a website, I want to be doing projects big enough that I can afford to take the small projects because I want to, because I want to help somebody. I believe in their cause, I believe in their business, or I just like them. (laughs) Um, And then I wanted to build a team of people with the same mindset, you know, that they just love the work, they love the clients, and it's like a two-way street. It's not like a one-way street where it's like, we're just doing work for a client. We're doing what we're told. Like what we do is a really uh, integrated process. It feels like our clients are part of our team when we're working with them. Um, And so part of that too is remaining kind of small to keep that personal, um, you know, that personal interaction that really people want when they are trying to grow their business.
0: Sure. Now, finding the people that enjoy that integration, that enjoy working for the right cause, I'm sure it's not easy. How did you find those people?
1: Well, do you believe in, like, God or the universe? Sure. (laughs) Um, So in my life, you know, I've always questioned, like, what's my purpose? You know, and for me, having my kids, I think, was my original purpose and doing that. And, you know, I got to do that as a younger woman. Like, I was in my 20s having, you know, two kids. And then by the time I was in my early thirties, I had four. So I walked that journey already. So, you know, lots of people work for many years and then do that journey. So I kind of did it the other way. So I'm kind of like budding later in my life. So, um, So what was the question again?
0: How do you find people that want to, that love working with your clients and cause marketing as much as you do?
1: Um, So the way that I found that was um, over the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, I've called myself a relationship builder. Okay. Um, And so, you know, I made it like almost my full-time job to meet people, build relationships with them, and help them in their businesses. And I did that, you know, kind of as part of my role at my old agency, and and Ladybugs 1.0. So I built all these relationships with these people over the years. And then when I was ready to go out on my own, all of these people were in my orbit. And they were there for me to bring them in and and manifest this company that, you know, that makes us all really happy. So that's kind of how it happened. The universe just kind of handed it to me and said, here you go. And every day, you know, God gives me something else. That's like, this is your gift today. Take this and do with it whatever you want. So I truly believe that this is what God wants me to do and that I'm doing. um, I'm where I'm supposed to be finally.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So now you brought on all these people. They came aboard with you. You b- mm-hmm. built this fantastic team. How is it now running Ladybugs 2.0? How involved are you in the company? Uh, what's the structure look like now?
1: So we have a structure of unstructuredness. <laughs> okay.
0: Decentralization.
1: <laughs> um, so basically, everybody in my company is has their own business. So okay. they all have their own little ladybugs where they were doing freelance and making, you know, a salary doing that. And with COVID, um, a lot of those people lost projects, lost uh, business. And so the people on my team are not all marketers. Some of them are designers. Some of them are um, developers. So they didn't have a lead generation system to bring in those leads when agencies started to lose business. And they, because a lot of them were working for either businesses or other agencies, um, I wanted to give them work. That's basically how it started is that I knew these people needed work and I just started to try to find work for them under ladybugs. Um, And so basically the way that it works now is, you know, we we're trying to form like a cooperative agency where we're all part owners of the agency, and that way, you know, we can put all of our efforts into it together and make it a really awesome company, and so everybody basically mostly works full-time for ladybugs. They might do some side gigs, and so for us, like, that gives us the agility to be able to weather the storm of COVID. And really the agency was founded out of the needs of clients in COVID. Yep. And so clients weren't looking to get into these $5,000 a month marketing engagements. They had immediate needs. They wanted to know what it cost, but they didn't want to sign on to anything long-term. So by having a more agile agency and being able to change and shift, we can provide those services a lot easier and more, um, it's just easier because we don't have a ton of, um, like a ton of processes and different rules we have to follow. We can kind of jump in, create a project, and then put the team together to do it. So, And then, you know, the way that works for clients is we're able to structure the project around their budget and their needs. I mean, obviously, we want to have – we're not going after small budgets or anything like that. Um, But if we get those leads, what we do is we try to find – we actually do the sales process for other agencies that we send work to. We make sure that when we're sending them a lead, it's a viable lead. We know their budget. We've done the due diligence. I just sent another agency a job and it was a $20,000 like foot in the door, like just a project scope. Yeah. So there's just the fact that, you know, you take the time. So that's kind of like a little bit of the model of the agency. It's like, we don't take all the business. Um, We find the right other vendors to take the business. So we send those leads out to people that we've already kind of matched them with. And so again, it goes back into like me wanting to help people. Like I love my agency friends and I want to see them succeed. And some of them can't afford to hire salespeople right now. Um, And then my freelancers, you know, if things dry up at ladybugs, we send them the small leads and they can do that on the side. So that way we're just feeding people work all the time and we don't have to worry about huge overhead costs, Um, And I think that everybody owning part of, you know, we're trying to become like a, like some kind of a cooperative agency. We're still trying to figure that out. We just started in October, but some kind of model where everybody has onus in the business and they feel a responsibility towards the business. And I think we're an agency of really um, experienced people. So if you look on our website, um, we're all (laughs) in the 40 to 60 range (laughs) in age. And so with that comes expert level um, people. And there's not a lot of management around the processes and the people. So, um, you know, everybody has their own process and their process is part of our process. What we do is we just manage everything to make sure that everything's going really great and that our clients are really happy. We don't care what process, the, you know, the people use in, in the project as long as they're following their own process and getting the results that we want. We don't want to define what those processes are for every single person.
0: Yep. I love that. So, and I think, you know, as you're working to help other people, like you've said, you know, I think what goes around comes around. And so you're passing on these leads to other people that when they're not a good fit to you, and I assume if it hasn't already, those will eventually come back to you guys as well. When they find somebody that maybe is too large or requires too much, you know, a higher level Mm -hmm. of expertise that they can't do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's how a lot of business owners continue to grow their business because what goes around comes around. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what the future looks like now.
1: That's a future so bright, I got to wear shades. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, um, so I'm not really sure what the future looks like. Like I, um, you know, the business is going really well. Um, We're doing the projects we want to be doing. I think, you know, we're this year, we'll try to figure out like, what is the perfect project? What's the perfect price point we want to be at? How many projects do we actually want to do? Because we're still learning. This is so new. Um, and then like once we can kind of, you know, fine tune that and really just attract the clients that we want and that are perfect for us, I don't really know where I want to take it in terms of growth. I mean, I would rather take it, um, in terms of growth, I'd rather take it more in down the road of like providing products and services that are are more like subscription and, subscription-based and more accessible price-wise. So, you know, yeah, we can do the agency work and you can spend tens of thousands of dollars with us, but what about the people that can't afford that? What can we produce for them so that, you know, they can do a better job at their own marketing, at their own website, at their own digital growth? I mean, we do a lot of brand building, so partly that social media and PR. So, putting together maybe some tools and programs that people can purchase for, you know, a lower price, but they can really use them, you know, and teaching people. I don't think everybody should do their own marketing. It's not that, but I think that everybody should do at least some level of their own marketing or be in touch with like how marketing is done. Yeah,
0: be part of the process. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think just having those learning tools, and I've seen this model work for other other influencers and other businesses. So I think it's something we're going to want to implement this year. Um, towards the end of the year is starting to come out with some of that subscription-based digital products that can really help people. So I have a bunch of different revenue models for the business I don't want to rely on, you know, digital agency labor, sure. you know, can only make so much money on labor. Um, And so, but I have the team to implement everything, which is great um, because pretty much everybody on my team is an integrator and I'm the visionary. So it's like, you know, they say the visionary and the integrator are two people. Well, I'm like the visionary and I have like 10 integrators. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, um, I want to do this guys and they'll do it. Yeah, they figure out how to get it done. And I guess that's the difference too, with having a team of experts the areas that i'm really interested in and that i want to grow i have like an expert in every one of those areas so they just take it and run with it and everybody has 100% autonomy like i'm just like just do it and then show me when you're done and you know, I'm not scared of failure. That's definitely something I'm not scared of. So I've failed many times in my life, my marriage being the number one failure in my sure. life. Um, but, um, you know, you learn from those failures and I want my team to learn that too. And if it means, you know, we do a bad job on one client, then, you know, I'm sorry, I'll give them their money back. It hasn't happened yet. But, <laughs> you know, I you just need to learn. You need to make those mistakes. And again, that's why dabbling in other areas of revenue is really important because if you don't test out all those different things, like you could be totally missing out on something that could be bringing in tons of revenue. And, you know, and then maybe if we're making more revenue, we can do projects for less money or whatever that looks like. But just having more revenue kind of protects you from, you know, the economy a little bit.
0: Yep, absolutely. I love it. Well, Thank you so much for sharing your founder story with us today. I, I love the tagline. That's that's what we'll probably label this. The future's so bright, I need to wear shades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I truly believe it will be. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to follow your journey, uh, continuing to follow your journey as well. Thank you so much for being Thanks a guest.
1: Thanks so much. It was so fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the Founder Story Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to check out some of the other great stories.